Thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Bench. This is a podcast for athletic directors, coaches, and leaders, and it's done by three athletic directors from Iowa. I'm Todd Gordon from Greene County in Jefferson, and I'll be joined by Scott Jarvis from Ankeny Centennial and Aaron Stecker from Cedar Rapids Kennedy. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to leave us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and let's get to today's podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Bench, and you are listening live to Season 2, Episode 38, and we are closing in on the end of Season 2. Two more episodes with this, and... Uh, Gosh, we'll get to turn the page, Aaron, and and be into season three. You believe it? I can't believe it. Should we be? I wondered this. Should we send a survey out to the Iowa ads and say, "Hey, do you do you even want us to continue this thing? Or is two seasons enough of the BTB crew? What do you think? I don't know. I don't want to know the answer to that question. We'll just keep. I don't think we do because I get if we want to do it, we'll keep doing it. That's right. And uh, you know, if if they if people quit listening. We'll quit doing it, but well, we're kind of used to people continue to listen, and I think it's because of the great guests we have on more than us. I, you know, that's probably one of the better things we've done is start inviting people to join us. It keeps keeps people coming back. It's hard to believe, really. You think back to those first ones when it was, you know, hey, here, meet Todd Gordon, meet Scott Jarvis, meet Aaron Steckerman. That was a long, that was a while ago. Two years. Uh, two years and a pandemic and a derecho ago it seems yeah like- see we've lived through it all so that's the great thing so anyway we do appreciate everyone listening and uh we're in for another a good one tonight we know we're we're joined by jim strew northeast iowa ad of the year um out in benton in benton shellsburg high school how you doing tonight jim i'm doing great hey i really appreciate the opportunity to to join you guys looks like yeah, you got a lot, happy to have a lot you. you bet Happy to have you. We'll meet uh, Jim a little bit later, and he's going to participate, obviously, in, in everything tonight, what's up, what's down. And uh, so uh, we look forward to doing that. But first, we're going to pay, pay our bills, and we're going to start by talking about our friends at Hometown Ticketing. Hey, ADs, are you interested in saving time or making your job just a little less stressful? Are you looking for ways to improve the fan experience at your games? If you are... We at Beyond the Bench suggest you take a good look at Hometown Ticketing. Hometown Ticketing provides schools with everything needed to offer professional level online ticketing at absolutely no cost to your school or your athletic program. Hometown integrates industry-leading technology directly into your existing school or athletic website. This provides your fans with a simple and easy ticket buying experience that takes place directly on your website without the need to create an account, remember a password, or download an app. From individual game tickets to customized season pass programs, our friends at Hometown Ticketing can customize an entire ticketing platform for your program. And the best part is it doesn't cost your school athletic program anything to get started. We suggest you guys visit uh, Hometown Ticketing. It's hashtag ownyourticketing, the official ticketing partner of VNN Sports. Visit them at www.hometownticketing.com to get your school enrolled today. And, uh, you know, Todd, Todd actually came on and joined me uh, a little early here today. Uh, we've gotten signed out with him here this fall, but with, with me not having a home gym necessarily to, to work with, I haven't had a chance to use him yet, but we're hosting a playoff game Friday night and going to kick off my, my very first event and using hometown ticketing and online ticketing for that experience. So I'm excited about it, and uh, hopefully our fans find that easy to use as well. I know, Todd, you've had great success. Uh, they're super easy to work with. Yeah, we used it all fall, and – um, you know, we sold all of our visiting tickets for football that way, uh, all of our general admission, uh, and then it, it just really worked well. And uh, it, the, the great thing is, is you'll have the money in your account Monday morning. So there's no delay. It's really slick and really easy. And uh, their customer service is, is really good, too. Any issues that we had uh, were addressed right away. And they were hometown ticketing is really good to work with. So 
good luck over there. I mean, it's new, but if people go to movies, they go to concerts, whatever it is, they're, they're buying stuff online. I mean, that we live in an online society, a cashless society. And I think our departments, when we can move to that a little bit, uh, it's, it's not much of a transition. It's kind of amazing. I did not require it for volleyball uh, once we got to start hosting in our new gym in October. But I've got two or three families. That's all they're using now. It, all they're using is the online ticketing system. So um, we had to work with a few, you know, here in Greene County. Um, it, you've got some people who've just been walking to the gate, you know, the, the yeah. kind of the older crowd. Uh, so you got to kind of help them through it and have some available available for them, but uh, your people will catch on. It'll be great. And um, I, I'm sure you'll have great success with it. So good luck. And again, I think it's, it's something we'll continue to use obviously for years to come. And then Gipper, how about you want your athletic program to stand out on social media? Now you can with Gipper. Using Gipper, you can create and share professional sports graphics to social media in seconds on any device and without needing any design experience. So try Gipper out for free at gogipper.com backslash athletics. You can listen to Gipper in the podcast arena as well and listen to them by searching for Standout, hosted by Matthew Glick. Again, search for Standout, and uh, they have ADs on there talking about uh, social media and things like that. Our, our uh, friend Scott Jarvis has been on with them. And, you know, the great thing, you schedule those posts. Um, I've only got one event coming up this week, so I haven't scheduled it yet. But usually I'll, on a Sunday, I'll schedule all my posts for the week on Twitter and have that done. So uh, it's a great feature they have. They just keep rolling out templates, too, Aaron. Yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. It's like a new template pack a week. Um, yeah. It's really good stuff. I love the way they've got that organized too, where you, you, you log in and bam, here's here. Hey, here's new stuff, new templates. And it's very easy to, to find that new stuff and see if it's something you're interested in. Um, you know, I, and for people who aren't using it, uh, I'd, I'd encourage you to give it a shot and give it a look. You know, we're up there at a playoff game there on, on Friday night. And, and when you have the opportunity, we've talked before about it, sometimes it's nicer in the road because you just get to go watch the game and you have a lot less things to manage and you have time to play around and stuff. So we're the away team at Dubuque senior and, snapped a couple pictures along with some touchdowns in it. I mean, from the time we scored a touchdown to uploading the picture and changing the template to my colors and the current score, 90 seconds, two minutes I, at most, and was pushing out templates with score updates and pictures from the game uh, as a part of it. So it was really pretty cool, very easy to use. So I saw that, and I'm thinking to myself, boy, that Aaron Stecker, he's got some great design stuff going on there. No, it's Gipper making Aaron look good again. So that you know, we're talking about hometown ticketing, talking about Gipper, uh, and and our third sponsor, uh, the, the guys and gals at Varsity Bound. They do a great job of making us look way smarter than we really are, don't they? They do. Way more skillful than than we are. But uh, just like hometown, just like Gipper Varsity Bound and and, and that team there, um, also excited to have them on as sponsors, and they continue to work hard with us to make things easier. Um, we both have talked, Todd. We really enjoy there. Uh, it's been nice as, as you try to find ways to limit uh, contact and um, between your event workers and people attending your games. Going strictly online with the uh, the rosters and, and game programs has been fantastic. And that's one of the cool features they've done and something they've offered up to try to, one, go more green first and foremost, but then it really works well in this COVID uh, environment also to limit contact between event workers, keep them safe, and those folks attending games. But that's just one example of the great work that, that they do at Varsity Bound of, of trying to increase a fan experience. We ta I talked last week about the public side. If you haven't spent any time in that public side of Varsity Bound and, and looked at your team's page or, or the statewide page for a sport, uh, it really is cool, really interactive, uh, provides a lot of information for the fans uh, and for our players and, and, and parents. So uh, thanks to all that uh, – Sam and Todd and, and Brian and, and Mike and the rest of the crew there at Varsity Bound are doing, again, great response customer service-wise um, and uh, can really enhance your athletic platform, your athletic office platform by, by getting engaged with those guys. So thanks to them for sponsoring us here at BTBs and all the work they do. You bet. All right. Thank you. And, you know, I, I think the other thing that we've mentioned over and over, and I think every week we experience to some extent 
all three of those companies, customer service, their response time to something that we request or, you know, something happens, hey, can we fix this? Man, they're on it. And um, that's, that's what's so impressive about all three of those companies. And uh, we're just honored to be with them as well. So thank you to everyone for the sponsorship. So now, hey, let's move on to a little what's up, what's down this week. And uh, let's start. Aaron Stecker, you're leading off. It's two weeks in a row leading off. This is pressure to be the first one on this, Todd. I don't. Well, you did so good last weekend yeah. that I, I thought, let's just, we'll stick with that again. <laughs> All right. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to go uh, school related what's up this week. Um, you know, we're winding out our fall seasons. Uh, volleyball um, finished up here this last season. Uh, we're Bettendorf on Thursday night and um, you know, cross country and golf, uh, boys cross country golf have ended up for us. We still got a uh, girl heading up next week to, uh, to state cross country and, and football still in and swimming still going for us. But I'm going to take a second and just, um, I guess, publicly uh, in this, let my kids and coaches know how proud of them I am for what they've overcome this fall. Uh, thinking about that, reflecting with our volleyball team after we lost uh, uh, really played well at Bettendorf. Bettendorf's a good volleyball team at their place and, and played really well. Um, and and you know, that game was a lot like their season's been. It was just a roller coaster up and down. But it just made me think about what our teams had overcome. Um, the COVID thing is one part of it. And, and most of my fall teams have engaged in some type of COVID scare or break or um, that we've all dealt with. But then the storm stuff on top of it and just not having our, our facilities. Um, and not be able to be in the school. Uh, super proud of our kids and our coaches um, as we get to the end of this fall season in, in what they've overcome to even have a season and, and the roller coaster they've ridden. And, you know, one of our core uh, pillars of being uncommon is, is being emotionally stable. And I've been really proud of the, the role model they've been for our community and being emotionally stable and being resilient um, and flexible and adaptable in tough times. So shout out to all those guys and my kids and coaches for making this fall uh, better than we could have imagined. Rightfully so. I mean, that's uh, COVID one thing, but when you throw on no facility and no contact with kids and, you know, not being in school and that's a whole nother layer. So yeah, hats off to Kennedy and uh, your coaches and your kids and also to Wash and Jeff and, yeah, and uh, you know, that's, the guys there because that's that's yeah that's been a tough one for sure so congrats you guys have really endured and been an example to a lot of people hey jim hey we're gonna call you in now we didn't make you read a sponsor uh read but uh we're gonna pull you in now for a little what's up what's down so uh, what's up with you well, I guess uh, I've got two, if I could share. Um, well, now, Jim, now you boom. sound like Aaron Stecker. <laughs> but yeah, yes, and since Scott is not with us today, um, I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's fantastic. Uh, well, I guess first, you know, I'm a, a longtime baseball coach, and so my, my L.A. Dodgers are Dang. back in the World Series. So Dodger Blue got it rolling. Uh, however, they did uh, they did lose last night, but uh, what an ending! Yeah, yeah. So Crazy. They, yeah, they played tonight. So two to two is a series, and uh, I, I see them uh, making it happen. And uh, so my, my second one though is kind of again school related. Um, just was notified that one of our students uh, was selected to all state choir, and uh, you know it's. It, I really like a big shout out. It's uh, during this time, as Aaron kind of alluded to, um, with with virtual camps and recorded auditions, mm -hmm. and you know, mm -hmm. not only our athletic teams, but our fine arts have, you know, they had their all state festivals kind of canceled, and uh, some other, you know, we're in the Walmart conference, and some other events canceled there as well. Um, the, the student getting selected to the all state is just. Uh, just a real feather in our cap and her cap uh, and our choir program. So um, big shout out to uh, uh, her name is Maddie Beecham, Beecham and uh, our, our choir director is Michaela Martin. So that's great. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations to Maddie. And that, that's true. I walked in the other day to our choir room and 
kids were working on their auditions and quite a process, but yeah, to be selected is quite an honor still. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so my up is, is school related as well. It's fall related. And, you know, we talked about this a while back, but I just want to publicly thank all the workers who have worked to get, get us through our home events. We ended up hosting six football games uh, this, this fall. We had four of them for the regular season and two playoff games the last two weeks. Um, I'll swap with you now this week. I'm going on the road this week, Aaron, so you can host. <laughs> so I, but it, I, you just can't do it. I mean, I think uh, early in the year, I think after our first home game, I think I, I figured up and I think I, I counted about close to 40 people who helped us, you know, from the ticket takers to the concession stand to um, the people I hired to supervise and to help with the officials and to, you know, everybody in the press box. And you just, wow, it's, it's really overwhelming. And uh, they keep showing up and they keep doing it. They did it six straight weeks. They did it in the hot. They did it in the cold. They did it in rain. And uh, no different than, than you guys, Aaron and Jim. It's just it's, it's great to have people that will step up and help us. So I just am really thankful for the people in Greene County and uh, our school who continue to help us run quality events and first-class events for our kids. So very appreciative of them. No doubt. They are lifesavers. Uh, you know, we talked with our sponsors about people making us look smarter and better than we really are. Um, that's another group that certainly does that for us as well. Um, so I agree. Shout out to them. For sure. All right. Well, let's turn the page and now a little what's down. Deep sigh, Aaron. What's down? Um, you know, I, I, I'm really struggling right now to come up with a down. I had a, I had a great week last week. Uh, really did. Um, you don't have to have one. Well, I mean, you're, you're charmed. I would well, not, I'm not going to make you think negative. Let's not go there um, on that. But uh, let me see what's down. Um, well, I, I tell you, I, I like cold and I like snow. The, the change of the seasons and, and getting cold, that doesn't bother me one bit. Um, but, uh, you know, we do need to get our gym rebuilt at some point in time. And so this cold <laughs> kind of snowy stuff right now, which is delaying the roof repair is, you know, roofs are root checkbox number one for the repair here. So I need a stint of like two, three weeks of mostly sunny weather that they can keep building. You know, oh boy. Weeks yeah. moving forward. So my down, while I love the winter and love the snow might be that we don't need too much of that stuff right now uh, so that we can, we can keep moving forward. How's that? Hey, that's legit. I get that really, it. Really? That was my, that it. was, my biggest struggle on a down. It's been a good week. Yeah, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Jim, what's down for you? Well, since Scott's not here, I guess I get two again. Um, <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, well, my Dodgers lost last night, so I guess that's a down. But, I, then, you know, the good thing about baseball, you got a quick turnaround, so you get to play uh -huh. again. Uh, my second one, again, just – uh, again, kind of COVID related, uh, you know, going into this winter season and, you know, how, how are we going to handle again at Vinton Shellsburg and again at several other the districts and uh, you know, how are we going to handle our, our spectator? Are we going to continue to limit them? We're going to do the similar protocols or our fall uh, again, you know, usually you have a little bit more spectators uh, for some of your, your basketball activities, maybe wrestling, uh, same, similar thing regarding, you know, our wrestling tournaments. Are, are, are we yeah. going, will we have, yeah. we host a large JV wrestling tournament. How do, how do we want to handle that? Do we, you know, it just breaks my heart to, you know, potentially not allow parents to watch their, their son and or daughter, uh, wrestle, uh, yeah. you know, um, you know, I guess another good up <laughs> going back that would be, you know, we, we've got, about 12 gals signed up for wrestling, which is, you know, that, oh that sport Good. is really, uh, really trending upward. Uh, it's, but nonetheless, those are kind of some things that I'm, 
I'm battling that, you know, I might have some tough decisions. Obviously, those are made with our administration, but um, might have some tough conversations that I got to pass on with our patrons. So, yeah, uh, you know, there, there is the live stream that has that potential option, but yet, you know, there's something to be said of being in person um, event. So, yeah, that, that, that's kind of a, a downer, but uh, don't want to dwell on it too much. But uh, that, that's kind of where we're going at. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. That's a that's a reality of winter and uh, close proximity. I mean, we've got you know we're split season with basketball, but we have middle school wrestling starting Tuesday, along with middle school girls basketball. But you know, middle school wrestling you typically host five or six schools. Uh, mm -hmm. We do over here, and mm -hmm. you know, we're talking about how are we going to do that. And then when you have to kind of keep the teams isolated and. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of questions that we'll have to get through, and you want people to be there, but I, I just I don't see any way around. You know, we're gonna have to limit who's there, and uh, we've already kind of done that in our high school gym, have that set. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's no fun, that's for sure. Absolutely, yep. And uh, so weight we got to bear, I guess. Uh, for me, I. I am so ready for this election to be over one way or the other. Cause if I, the political ads, they just, <laughs> man, I know we're nine days away guys. And it, it's just, I can't, I can't stand it. And I know I can't control it, but my gosh, the money we're spending on political ads, if we could just put that towards a, a use that may be a little bit more productive, that is just tearing I everybody I, down. I, I just, I'm just tired of the climate of yeah. negativity and, you know, you're this, you're that. And I just, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm done. There's, you mentioned that. There, I read something the other day, Todd, $200 million has been spent on the Iowa Senate race. Now, hmm, I believe it. Come up with a lot of things to spend $200 million on. There's two A's in Aaron when they write that check out, by the way. Um, but, I mean, seriously, you start to think about the money and the resources and the, and the human capital that's been spent on this. And there's got to be some. But uh, I agree. So, about over. Yeah. And it gets yeah. that way every four years or every two years when you start going around. But every four especially, it's... Of course. <clears throat> Depending on who gone. you listen to, of course, the COVID goes away on November 4th. So... Uh, oh, yeah, of course. We got that going for us. I don't know why we're worried about winter, Jim. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. that. No, I'm sorry. We're starting to go political there. We're not going there. I'm just <laughs> sorry. A little sarcasm. Yeah. So. Well, hey, uh, let's, uh, we're going to get into some time with Jim now and, and uh, let him kind of share some things about his career and things. But uh, Aaron, you're going to, you're going to lead us off with Jim. You bet. We are excited to have uh, Jim Struve join us. He's the AD at Benton Shellsburg High School. Uh, been there for quite a few years, and I'll let him catch up on that. I didn't. I, I should have gone digging farther to found that out ahead of time. But been working with Jim uh, for quite a while now, uh, as a bit in Shellsburg as well. Um, if you've been to their facilities, to their school, been to events that that are run there, um, fantastic place. Uh, hats off on the facilities. You guys have done a ton of work in building schools and, and facilities up there. I've been there for some volleyball games. Been there for some speech uh, events and things like that with my kids. Um, just really have things going on there in Shellsburg, and it's no surprise uh, for those who know you, Jim, that you've been selected as the Northeast Iowa uh, AD of the Year by the Iowa High School Athletic Directors Association. For First and foremost, congratulations on that very well-deserved honor. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Um, I said you've done great things there, um, and so we're anxious to, to pick your brain a bit tonight and uh, – hear your story a bit, but also hear some things, great things that are going on and, and, and your role in that. So just catch us up here as we get going, Jim. Introduce us to you a little bit, your your career pathway, kind of where it started, where you've been, how you got to where you're going right now or where you're at right now. Okay, well, great. Again, I just want to take this opportunity to thank you guys for allowing me to, to, to go on your show here. Um, I'm really pretty vanilla. Uh, I was born and raised in, in Vinton. So uh, I'm a hometown guy. Uh, bleed black and gold. And, uh, uh, you know, I went to school here, played all the sports, then um, graduated and went to uh, the University of Northern Iowa and graduated from there. 
1987. So I'm, I'm dating myself a little bit, but uh, so yeah. Uh, uh, so then, uh, you know, right after graduation, I stepped in and I was an assistant baseball coach here at Vint Shellsburg, uh, even before I, I, I was hired as a teacher. So I, I was coaching during the summer, uh, being a local guy. Um, and so I uh, was fortunate to, to, to take on that position. And then uh, um, a middle school physical education position came open right in, in late in the year, late in the years and late in right before the season uh, school year in August. And so um, I was took that position and, and started as a teacher and, and coaching some, uh, so, some activities here at uh, Vinton Shellsburg. So this is my 34th year as a teacher and coach and in our district. And that's the only place I've been. Uh, I then uh, was fortunate enough uh, to uh, the activities director position opened up in uh, 2009. And so um, I was hired for that position. And uh, so this is my 12th year as an AD at Vinton Shellsburg. Um, you know, I, I do got to recognize my administration. They have been so supportive of allowing me to, to still coach. Um, as I said, uh, you know, I coached baseball. Uh, I guess I was the head coach for 26 years and assistant for six. So a, a lot of that time I was uh, still able to be the head baseball coach as well as be the activities director. Hmm. And, and again, the summer, it's a little bit easier. I get it, but uh, and then uh, you know I retired from being a head coach here a couple of years ago and uh, got on as an assistant football coach. So now uh, for the last four years I've been assistant football coach as well as the activities director. So uh, my admin again have have stepped in and and supported me in some of those times, especially at football games. You know how that can be. Uh, I'm up in the press box, fortunately, and. Uh, you know, do, doing some duties there, and they, they've just been uh, fantastic. Uh, I've got a wife of, uh, you know, just celebrated our 30th year anniversary here this past summer. Um, she was in education for 30 years as well. Uh, I've got three kids. I've got two boys and a girl. Um, and uh, my youngest is a senior at University of Northern Iowa again, and so kind of followed in my footsteps there. Um, and so uh, that's kind of my my pathway here. I guess uh, any any other questions, kind of on that line, I'd be happy to. Well, Jim, I'm gonna I'm gonna tap in on a follow up because I'm I'm going back to coaching this year as well. And all of our AD coaches out there, I mean, we've got several, and you did it for a long time. And I'm going back to coach girls basketball here at Green County mm. in a couple of weeks. What? What two or three or what, what do you learn? What's some advice you give to our ADs who are also coaches who may be doing it while we're coming back to do it or they're still doing it right now? What are some things you remember uh, that you learned through that time? Well, time management is, is definitely one. I, I also I, I teach uh, a couple health classes, so I, I wear a lot of different hats. So I'm a teacher, I'm a coach, as well as an activities director. So uh, time management is critical. I, I've always been really detail-oriented in regards to my preparation and my organization. So that would be a second thing that, that is paramount. To, in order to think, uh, you know, relating back to my students or, you know, my, uh, my players and or, you know, the coaches that are, that are under my guidance, um, if they see that I'm modeling organization and preparedness, uh, I, I think that, and the kids see through that right away too. If you're not prepared, then um, your chances of success, you know, really are decreased. Um, so I guess that would be, you know, being prepared and organized. You know, another thing that goes quite a long ways would be, I, I feel like uh, communication is is key. Uh, I've had that kind of a motto in my, my office for quite a while and that, um, I, I try to pride myself on being a good communicator and, and on the flip side, you got to be a good listener. And so those two really go hand in hand. And uh, so 
you know, you, you guys well know that uh, most of your disconnects or issues that arise are because of maybe some communication breakdowns. So um, th- those would be a couple things. And, and lastly, I guess I would say um, I really try to surround myself, uh, have tried to in, in any way, with, with, with good people, great character people. Um, I had a secretary that um, just retired, and so uh, and she was fantastic. And you all well know that you're only as good as your mm-hmm. your, your cohort yes. and, and your secretary. So, uh, w- with that being said, uh, you know I've got another new person that's that's filling that role, and who's just been also a, been a great transition. But it, it's been a learning experience and some things that happened behind the scenes with with my other secretary for quite a while uh, that you just appreciate what they did and uh, so th- those would be a few things that i i guess i would uh, lean towards is yeah i can attest to the detailed and organized piece i've, I've been on the other end of a few of those emails from jim where where he <laughs> politely was saying hey aaron um, I'm trying to figure out with what I'm doing with my swim team, or I'm trying to figure out my freshman baseball schedule. Can you, you know, respond to that email I sent you two weeks ago trying to figure <laughs> it out? So he's very detail oriented and holds the rest of us accountable when we're working with him. So we, we oh. all appreciate that. Oh, Aaron, I, I, I appreciate that. And uh, again, with, with especially the swimming, uh, that, that, you know, that can be a challenge. And, uh, you know, we're fortunate. We're pretty small here with in being able to have a swim team, but, uh, but no, I, I appreciate that. Good. Thanks, Jim. Um, you know, just kind of continuing on, and you may have hit everything you're going to share with our next question, but what, what are two or three things you've learned in your 12 years as being an AD that are key and that our, our people really maybe want to hone in on? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've kind of mentioned – a few of those things say, you know, again, that, that, that communication piece, uh, you know, I guess, um, I, I think potentially being flexible, uh, you know, in this business, you know, there are things that are going to come up, you know, for example, the derecho, I mean, Aaron, who would have thought that, you know, you wouldn't have a facility, uh, to, to have. And, uh, you know, my heart goes out to all those folks that, that have been battled with that, but the flexibility in that regard, you know, I, I would say um, our neighbors uh, to the West Benton community, um, they, they, their, their facility, their football field, they weren't able to play any games. They lost their press box and uh, you know, they, they reached out to us and we were happy to host, we hosted one of their football games. Uh, they didn't have access to their high school for, uh, the high school gym for a month and a half. And so, you know, we were able to host one of those, but again, the flexibility involved in, in that, and then they would do the same thing for us, um, which, which we did have some wind, some significant wind damage back uh, a couple times here. And we'll yeah. talk about that maybe later, but uh, we, we had a similar event happen at Vinton Shellsburg in 2011, where we had sustained straight line winds of 110, 115 mile an hour, not for the length of time that uh, the folks in Cedar Rapids and other parts had, but it was a good oh, 10 to 12 minutes. So I remember that thing you got, you guys, I mean, there were, there were no trees left in, in, in Vinton when you, and that went through, it was crazy. Yeah. It's uh, you know, they, I've seen some, some numbers like in Cedar Rapids, like 60 to 70% of your trees, you know, mm-hmm. have just been lost or damaged and, uh, you know, that's very similar to what we had. Yeah, one of the things you talk about being flexible, that one of the themes I keep hitting on with our coaches and I with our administrators is, you know, adjust, adapt, overcome. And that's exactly. – we've had to continually do that uh, week by week, it seems like, day by day. Especially in these, these times of COVID, as we alluded to earlier, uh, it just is uh, – you just you just sometimes never know, you know, what what's around the bend, what's happening the next day, and so that that kind of goes back to you know if you're putting a few things off, and then all of a sudden now you're having to deal with COVID issues and uh, numerous phone calls, as you all are probably aware of, uh-huh. uh, it, it it can make things pretty lengthy and challenging if you're not prepared. 
Yeah, for sure. Thank you. So, um, two part question here for you. Um, Jim, I'll, I'll let you pick which one you want to talk about first. Okay. Um, but, uh, if you just think about your experience as an AD and, and the way you've developed, uh, uh, as an AD, um, we've all got things we know we've learned and, and gotten pretty good at. We also have things that we know, man, I, I keep wanting to get to that and get better at that. Um, so I'll let you pick which one you talk about first. What's, want to know something you think you, uh, you've done really well as an AD and maybe how you develop that skill uh, along the way. And then maybe something as an AD, you're like, man, I really want to get better at that. I'm, and I've got to figure out a way to, to keep improving in that area. I'll let you take those two things on. Okay. Well, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult for me. Um, those who know me, I, uh, I learned a long time ago that humility was a, a pertinent, important thing. And so it's, it's challenging for me to talk about myself, but I, I get it. I got to do it as part of, you know, the show. So what I do really, what I think I do uh, pretty, pretty decent at, you know, I, I really make it a, a priority um, to, to have great relationships, whether that be with uh, my players, especially with my coaches. Um, and so in, in order to offer them guidance, I got to get to know them. Um, I got to know them on a personal level. And, you know, that, that would be the same thing that would be held true in, in, in the classroom, um, on the baseball, football field, you know, whatever I might be coaching as well as, you know, dealing with my coaches. Um, so I pride myself on, on, I feel like I have good relationships with my coaches. Um, they know that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to support them in, in any way that I can, as well, well as all of us will as, as an activities director. But um, I do know that, uh, you know, I really try to give them a voice um, and some ownership in, in some, of the, some of their activities. So I think that's critical. I, you know, I, I try to put myself in their position and that I'm not that far removed as being a coach. So when I was an assistant coach and still am, when, I, when I'm given some ownership, I really take pride in what I'm doing. And so that's kind of what I'm trying to instill in them is take pride in what you're doing. Um, and so uh, I think they feel like they have that voice, uh, it, whether it be in, you know, some, some non-conference scheduling, uh, whether it be, you know, the improvement of their facilities or uh, just equipment. Um, I, I'm there to support them. Now, again, that they also know that the buck stops with me, that if there's some things that are kind of going sideways, uh, that I'm going to have to have some hard conversations. So, um, there is that definite line of respect. And, uh, so, but, you know, I, I try to put myself in those positions. So I, I guess I, I feel comfortable in, in that regards to relationships uh, where do I need to improve or, you know, what, what can I get better at? I, th I think I'm always striving to get better. Um, you know, I went to, and this will date me a little bit, but I went to, a, uh, I used to coach basketball for quite a few years. And so I went to a clinic, an Iowa high school base, um, basketball clinic. I was in Des Moines and I happened to listen to John Wooden and uh, one of the most amazing men, uh, you know, you know, his pyramid of success, but uh you know, I, I, one of the stories that he talked about, and he was, oh my goodness, um, he was, I think, probably late 70s at that time. He's out of coaching, but he was on a plane ride, and he was telling the story that he uh, was sitting there drawing up plays on a napkin. I mean, he was still learning, and that has always stuck with me. And so, um, so I think we're always trying to get better. One of the things I'm trying to get better at would be uh, uh, promoting our successes here at Benton Shelter, our students' successes whether it be in fine arts or uh, the athletics or speech athletics, you know, but promoting their successes on social media. Uh, you guys talked about uh, Gipper earlier and, uh, you know, when we were in the spring and with uh, COVID, you know, we had some of that. And so I, you know, I reached out to one of my, one of my coaches and they kind of helped, they were a track coach and they helped uh, kind of promote a little bit of stuff there, but, uh, you know, whether it be Twitter or Facebook, Instagram, et cetera, you know, th that's an area that I need to get better at. So. I want to, I'm going to come back um, uh, to your relationships, what you do well. Um, question I want to uh, ask you about, um, 
because I think we got a lot of folks who do this. Um, so you, I mean, you said you grew up, graduated from, from Vinton Shellsburg, um, went to school, but came right back there and started there right away. You've been there all 34 years um, in a lot of different roles. Um, talk about how you balance, it, being there 34 years, growing up there, you, you know everybody and they know you and you, and yeah. <laughs> that is correct. you guys know each other's dirty laundry uh, as well as successes uh, in, in a town like that. I grew up in that kind of a town and, and you just, you just know each other and you know the good and the bad and the ugly. And, and so how do you balance? I'm going to maybe talk parents. Um, how do you balance knowing your, your parents and the families in that community, the way you know them because you've been there your whole life, but also towing the line of the expectations of, of, of education athletics and this is what we're about and, and, and philosophies may clash. How do you manage that relationship um, when it's really you are very entrenched in personal relationships and also professional relationships and, and do those two things together well? Well, it, it certainly is a balancing act at times. Uh, you, you know, I, I think you have to have a filter uh, in that you have to filter is it the person that seems to constantly be negative all the time? And so, and then also then being able to step back and, you know, listen to, uh, is it, is it credible? Is it worth, uh, following up on? And so, um, yeah, it, it is a challenge. You know, that was one of the things first, when I first accepted the position, you know, how was I going to be received when I first started teaching back in 1987, I had some same of the same teachers mm -hmm. at the middle school that I was going to be teaching at. And how was I going to be received? Are they going to remember me as that the high school kid that, you know, maybe didn't do everything right all the time. And so, uh, and, and they did, they, they were extremely respectful. And, uh, so yeah, so, um, it, it definitely can be a challenge at time, but, uh, you know, I think over time I've learned to, uh, you know, learn some more patience in regards to uh, not overreacting and just being able to uh, understand what seems to be, you know, what it is that they're addressing and uh, see if it's credible. Cool. Thanks for sharing that. I can see that as a, as a double-edged sword because uh, you it, it could be really advantageous because you really know them and you really can get involved in some deep conversations and, and really develop deep understanding at the same time, you know, them and it can build that relationship. So it can go both ways. So yes, absolutely. Especially for a long time. So I, I thought there might be some things to share there. So thank you. You bet. So Jim, we're going to get into the final two questions that we ask all of our guests. And uh, we, we've learned a lot about people through this and I think we've got some great insights. Um, uh, if you could go back and talk to a young Jim Struve, knowing what you know now, what would you tell him? What advice would you give to a young Jim Struve if you could go back and talk to yourself right now? Oh, uh, well, I, I feel like sometimes I talk to myself all the time. But, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> Don't argue uh, with yourself. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, oh, advice. Well, uh, you know, I guess the first thing advice would be, you know, uh, do, do what's right. Um, you know, I, I, I heard Ed, Ed Thomas, um, you know, talk and, uh, you know, that really stuck with me as well. Um, to, if, you, if you're really trying to do what's right, what's best for kids, um, you, you can't go wrong. And, and if you're doing it with sincerity and, uh, you know, I, I think that would be one thing, you know, again, I kind of alluded a little bit, but uh, being able to, you know, plan B because, uh, you know, I alluded to earlier the flexibility that's needed that, you know, you, you might think you're prepared, but then they always have one of these unexpected situations, whether it be, you know, hey, got a phone call. This team is going to arrive late. How are we going to handle this? Maybe it's an official. Um, maybe there's a spectator situation, right? How, how are we going to go ahead and handle this when you think you have it all right? And this person, um, is really not handling it the way you think you would handle it. Um, you know, and maybe it's your 
scoreboard, you know, being around the length of time that I have, you know, maybe it's a scoreboard operator that just called and said, hey, they can't show up. And I get a feeling you can be a scoreboard operator, whether it be maybe a ticket taker, you know, you just wear all those different hats. Um, and so, you know, that would be uh, something, flexibility, um, doing what's right. And, you know, I'd say lastly that I've been really fortunate in that, I, you know, I would certainly collaborate with other ADs. Uh, again, being in the WAMAC conference, you know, we all think our conference is the best, but uh, I really enjoy um, our monthly meetings and the opportunity to to talk with them or, you know, I'll even talk to several different ones um, individually on, you know, you know, hey, I got this situation, you know, what, what do you think? How would you handle it? And uh, they're always willing. Uh, they are just so supportive and, uh, you know, we really, you know, I think all conferences hopefully get along really well, but we, even though we're uh, compete on the athletic and other endeavors, but, you know, we, we really are supportive and uh, I think we've got a well, a great relationship as well. So, you know, those would be a few things that I certainly would try to, I, I would give advice for. Yeah, those are great. And I, I just, I think you hit on them, you know, spot on because the greatest thing about our profession is our collaboration with other ADs, whether it be within our league. And um, like I said, this is the first time I've met you and first time I've talked with you. And I feel like I'm going to get you on an email string here before long <laughs> and uh, you know, <laughs> tap into your knowledge and, and uh, experiences as well. So I, I just, I just love the fact that we can reach out to people and we can, Say, how do you do this? How do you handle this? And I think that's what makes our profession as good as it gets uh, with each other. Because we, we compete like heck when we're playing each other. But at the end of the day, we're all trying to provide great experiences for kids. And uh, that's, that's great when we can share those ideas with each other. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I appreciate it. And I'd love to reach out to you as well. Yeah. All right, Jim. Last, last question. Uh, that we ask all of our guests when they're on. Um, Jim, what, what is your going in the morning when your feet hit the floor? Uh, and we know you're going to be going 100 miles an hour that day. What drives you? What's your why every day? Uh, well, I'm, uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, if I had to put it in one word that, you know, I'm passionate about what I do. Um, and, I, I've always had a passion. I've always, you know, whether it be, you know, as a head coach, you know, I was fortunate and blessed to, to, to have, uh, you know, some really nice teams in, in the past. And, uh, but the thing that really kind of drove me is that, you know, how, how can I make an impact on, on these kids? And, uh, um, and how can I make a positive impact now as an activities director with, with our coaches and, and really try to model that, that passion for what you do um, in a positive way. I mean, I love my job. I, you know, I'm obviously I dated myself a little bit, but some of my colleagues asked me, you know, Hey, when are you going to retire? And I, and I think to myself, like, why would I retire? You know, we, we all put in lots of hours and, and I get it. And, and I'm not saying it's, it's always a bed of roses here, but uh, there are times, you know, we're here. <laughs> geez, why am I, maybe I should retire. Do I really want to put in this number of hours? But then I think back, you know, what else would I do? Right. Um, I, you know, since I was a young kid, I, I mean, I always wanted to be a coach mm -hmm. and that's what I do today as an AD. I'm still coaching, whether I'm actually coaching other coaches or I'm, you know, actually coaching some of my athletes. Um, that, that's kind of what drives me. That's, that's my passion. And, and, and if a little bit of that can kind of trickle down to my coaches, you know, I, th I think we'll be better. But keeping it all in perspective yet as well, um, that, that really try to drive me to, to make sure, you know, I'm trying to give them the best opportunity and uh, resources to be successful. And so that's that's what kind of really is is a thing that, that gets me going. Um, and again, you know, trying to create that positive culture. You know, and, and as I try to tell all of our coaches, you, you know, you're here, you know, you're going to remember your, your, your players are going to remember you, remember some of your things that, that you've taught them. But if you can make lifelong memories 
um, that then then a positive lifelong memories, then you're, you're going to really be doing doing something right, no matter how many wins or losses. And, and you know, you hear that cliche a little bit, but it, it it is true. And you know, to this day, I, um, you know, one of my fondest memories is, as a coach is that I've, you know, I've I've had uh, ten different uh, my baseball players go on to coach. Um, so at, uh, some yeah. of the highest levels, you know, Aaron, you, you obviously know Desi Druschel or probably aware mm-hmm. of Desi Druschel. Yep. You know, he's, he's with the Yankees. I mean, that, that I'm proud to say that, uh, he continued that path of, of coaching and, you know, yep. I've got some other kids, but, uh, with that being said, that, that's, that what drives me, gets me out of bed and keeps me here, keeps me wanting to, to keep coming back. Hmm. Good stuff. Oh, thanks, Jim. That is that's that's great, and I I do truly admire um, the fact that a hometown boy went back to his hometown and has been there for thirty four <laughs> years and has has made such an impact at Benton Shellsburg and kind of seen that place go from what you knew it when you were a kid oh. up to where you are now, and and uh, you're still setting a vision for. I mean, what a legacy! Uh, so, man, congratulations and. Um, I just admire the fact because I've never been anywhere more than 10 years. So, uh, oh my goodness, yeah, yeah. So, our paths are totally different. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but I admire, I admire a person who, who, who's done what you've done in the same place. And, uh, um, I think we all have our path, and, and yours has been a blessing to the people of Benton Shellsburg. So, congratulations to you. Well, I certainly appreciate. The, the kind words that, that that you're giving me there, but you know, as, as you all know, um, I did, you know, as I stated earlier, I've, I've been surrounded with some, uh, extremely good people. And, uh, so again, it is, uh, it's just not all Jim Struve. And so I, I certainly have, you know, my administration who's just been so supportive and, and, you know, um, couldn't do it without a, uh, extremely supportive wife. So, um, but make yeah. sure you plug in there. So, uh, again, thank you guys so much. I, you guys, uh, what you're doing here, like I say, you're going on, uh, concluding your second year of, uh, this beyond the bench and uh, you guys have been fantastic. So congrats you. to you guys as well. Thank you. Thank you. Well, the closing thought, and I'll, I'll let you guys chime in on this too. And, and, uh, Jim, you mentioned culture and I, I came across this quote, um, this past week, and it's it's really stuck with me. I I made a graphic on Gipper, by the way, and have that posted <laughs> by fun. my desk. And I think it's, if I remember right, it's it's a Tim Kite quote yeah. um, from Focus Three. And I challenged our coaches with it this week. And I, I, if if you walk past a mistake, it becomes a part of your culture. I'll say that again. If you walk past a mistake. It becomes a part of your culture. I think that's true of coaches as they're watching their practice or they're watching kids' uh, behaviors, whatever the case might be. And it's true of us as activities directors, administrators, uh, with our coaches. And it's a, it's a very – I just – I challenged our coaches to really take ownership of their program in – every aspect of what they're doing um, and really evaluate if that's what you want to be known for the culture yeah. of your program, you know, those behaviors. And if we just ignore it and I, uh, you know, I think back to days when I coached and Aaron and Jim, I, you may relate to this as well. I just think of things that I, that I don't have time to address that right now. And so then it starts to become part of your culture. Um, you. I remember specific instances oh, and it was a challenge for me as I go back into coaching again now in a couple of weeks, uh, the things that I, I don't want to walk past. Um, and so I think as ADs or coaches, we keep that big picture in mind and what we want to be known for in the long run. And we don't want to walk past those mistakes. Uh, in fact, in, in most instances, all instances, we owe it to our coaches and our kids to bring those to light and to talk about them and to have those conversations about them and uh, make it an educational conversation as well. 
Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head in that uh, it, it really is, uh, you know, what would you do? How, how would you, as far as relationships, going back to that, you know, what, would you treat your son or daughter the way you're treating this? And that's one of the philosophy things that I really try to impose on our coaches um, is that aspect of it as well. And you kind of alluded to it. Um, so, um, yeah, congrats to you. And, and also, you know, I, I do find myself being out of, you know, coaching baseball here for a couple of years that, you know, I found myself being so driven and so focused on what was in front of you. Sometimes you miss some of those little opportunities to really make a lifelong memory. And, uh, so, you know, I, I would say my last four to five years of coaching, I, I really kind of woke up to that. And so that, 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 that's something that advice I try to impose on uh, some, some of our younger coaches that, you know, we're all just kind of focused on, on the results. And, uh, and again, cliche of, you know, enjoy the journey. So, right. For sure. Yeah. Thank you. No, Todd, it's interesting. I, I can't believe you typed that in there and, and then brought that up as your, as your closing thought. Um, was driving up to Dubuque uh, on Wednesday for our the cross-country uh, state qualifier up there at the Dubuque Soccer Complex that Dubuque Senior hosted. And intentionally re-listened to uh, the Focus 3 podcast. It is actually episode 62, um, Clarify and Implement a Culture is what their topic is. And, you know, that Tim Kite and Urban Meyer, they might be onto something. I mean, if they keep working at it, they might actually have a quality podcast there one of these years. I mean, they might reach the levels of BTB down the road. They, they could. I mean, <laughs> if that, they keep working at it. Uh, Urban I don't Meyer's know if they have work. sweatshirts with their pictures on them or anything, well, but, you no. know, um, there's always hope. If you haven't ever listened to that podcast, it's really good. In that episode, I listened to it before, and honestly, I was – you know, I mentioned a couple of weeks back, I think is my down. I just had a tough Friday night uh, at a football game. Um, I actually had a conversation with one of our parents after the game. They kind of wanted to hit me up on something about behaviors. And I, and I actually said, said, what, which behavior do we want to take on first? Do we want to take on the student section in my front row, my student section that I thought had poor behavior tonight. And I've got to work on addressing that. Absolutely. Do we want to talk about my football team, my 16, 17, 18 year olds that we had a lot of adversity tonight. We didn't handle ourselves as well tonight as we probably could have. Or do you want to talk about my adult fans in the stands that certainly didn't model great behavior tonight? Which of those behaviors do we want to talk about because they were all poor tonight? And I got frustrated that night dealing with, with all those things going on and seeing them happen. I even got to that point, Todd, as you mentioned, like, man, I just heard that F-bomb in the front row of my stands and it's an away game. So, of course, everybody can hear it. Mm. Go take that on right now or not. And you have to stop and think, I have to. Because if I don't, it becomes part of my culture. And that's a great podcast to listen to. Urban Meyer talks about culture and holding, holding yourself accountable to your culture and always asking three questions. What's it look like when people come from the outside and they're watching your program and looking at your programs? What does it look like? What does it feel like when you're at an event or at a game or at a practice? What, what, what's the, the feel of, of the arena? And then what does your culture act like in the heat of the moment and adversity strikes? What's it act like? And he spends a lot of time in that, that session or that episode talking about that. So I couldn't believe when I saw you were going to bring that up because I listened to that just a few days ago uh, to re-energize myself on why you go address those things um, and why you can't let them go because our jobs don't let us. Our jobs right. are accountable to helping folks, facilitating folks becoming their best. Um, and, and we can't let those moments of, of uh, maybe confrontation in those tough moments go, let them pass if you don't feel like it because we're missing opportunities to help people become their best. And, and then it also chips away at our best. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it comes back to the old adage, you know, I care too much about you to let you stay where you are. And I, yeah. I can't let you just stay there and can't let that be who you are. Cause I know there's so much more that you can be and, um, not that we got it all figured out, but that's part of our job. And you're right. Our job does not let us ignore that stuff. And, uh, those can be tough times, but in the end, I think if we're doing them honestly and with a good heart, then I think it'll get done and it'll get done the right way. So thanks guys, Jim, again, thank you. Uh, best of luck, uh, this winter with Vinton Shellsburg. Do you have anything else going on in the fall right now? Anything competing? Uh, no, not not right now at this time. So uh, okay. just, yeah, just getting ready for the, uh, 
for our winter winter activities. Sounds so. good. Well, good luck this winter to Vinton Shellsburg. And again, congratulations on the 80 of the year in the Northeast Absolutely. District. And uh, we'll we'll look forward to seeing you down the road again as well. So thank you. Absolutely. Thanks again, Todd and Aaron. You bet. Aaron, good luck this week. And uh, with everything going on, and Same good to luck you. to Scott Jarvis, wherever he is right now, out in the Twitter sphere, probably working on social media somewhere as we speak. I'm, I'm sure he is. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for listening. And uh, thanks again to our sponsors, uh, Varsity Bound, Gipper, and Hometown Ticketing. Hope you have a great week and uh, be blessed.